Welcome to Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we are going to be in 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 12, and verses 13 through 21. And the title for this section is Faith in Jesus. Faith in Jesus. Now, before we get started... I like to tell you what the Bible is. Um, it's it's a way to defend your faith, to defend the Bible, and I I was happily able to get it from a, a video of uh, Dr. Vody uh, Bakum, and he was he was uh, giving this, and I thought it was fantastic. Here it is: the Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents. Written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses, 40 authors, 66 volumes or books, a span of 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe, written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little and Aramaic, hundreds of subjects and topics. Now, you have a way to defend the faith, to defend the Bible, with facts. So... If anybody asks you, you can give that. Or, you know, if you're in a college and you're sitting under professors who are atheists or don't believe in God, you know, whatever the case may be, and uh, if they start to go that direction about the Bible and whatever their belief system is, you have something to counteract it now. Okay, now, let's go ahead and get started. Now, this section... Uh, the first section, and uh, we'll be reading out of the NIV, the New International Version. I love the King James. I prefer the King James, but I also like, uh, also like the, some of the modern ones that were uh, directly translated from the Bible, such as the NIV, the New International Version, the ESV, English Standard Version. Um, and there's some more, but that's kind of the two that's over the top of my head. So anyways, and I make it, so I like to read that just to make it simple and easy to understand. Okay, so that is 1 John chapter 5, this New Testament, verses 1 through 12. And then we'll go into 13 to 21. So this section of 1 John chapter 5, 1 through 12 is faith in the incarnate Son of God. Okay, let's get started. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. Verse 2, this is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. Verse 3, in fact, this is love for God to keep his commandments. Oh, excuse me, to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. Verse 4, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith, uh, even our faith. Verse 5, who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So when it says back in verse 4, that for everyone born of God overcomes the world, that's talking about uh, once you realize that you're separated from God, so that means you don't know God. Right, and so that means you're still in your sins, and you're still, as the Bible says, uh, uh, calls those that are in sin lawbreakers. It's because we're breaking the moral law, God, uh, God's Ten Commandments. It's also known as the moral laws. 
So when we're breaking that, which means, you know, everybody lies. They say white lie, whatever, but everybody has lied. Uh, everybody has, you know, borrowed something that wasn't yours or whatever, and you didn't bring it back, or you just took a paper clip or borrowed a pen and forgot about it or whatever. See, God's standards are so high and ours are so low, so that would be considered stealing. So that means that that would make us out to be a liar and a thief, you see. And that's only two of the commandments. So that's that's how we know that we're sinners. When you read the Ten Commandments, it's like you're going to the doctor, and so the doctor is going to give you a, a, what what your problem is, what the disease is, right? So that way you'll take it serious, and then, then he'll tell you what you need to take to make it better. If you know, if it's not something really serious that that they can't control, that they have medication for, and if it is, then he gives you that. And then he says, "But here is the cure that we have here. So you're ready to take the cure because you know you have a disease. It's the same. It's the same thing with God. The diseases are sin. We're lawbreakers." Because um, we can't No human can be good enough There's only one that was good and That was the son of God And he came from a virgin um, um, so He was spiritually conceived So everything was holy the whole time And he was the only one that walked the earth Who did not sin Because he had to be the one time Pure sacrifice for us So that we wouldn't have to uh, I'm here to be punished in hell because of our law breaking and all that as I've said before started with Adam and Eve when they disobeyed God and then God had to uh, uh, because of the disobedience they had to be removed from um, from the Garden of Eden and then their curse was you know the woman had to uh, do childbirth and then the man would have to work from the sweat of his brow. And so, till the garden even was perfect, everything was there. He had all the food, everything was great. But they messed up by listening to a deceiver, which was Satan, came as came in a form of a snake that could talk. And so he talked to he talked to Eve and deceived her. And then, then she deceived her husband. So both, so they both... Disobeyed God, which was sin, and that's why we have all this today. That's why we live in a fallen world. If you notice, everything gets dusty and dirty and metal rusts, you know. And we get older, and our body decays, and all that because of it. All stemmed back from that. Okay, okay. Let's continue. Starting at verse six, this is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. Verse 7. For there are three that testify. Verse 8. The Spirit, the water, and blood. And the three are in agreement. Verse 9. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater, greater because it is the testimony of God, which He has given about His Son. Verse 10. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe, God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. Verse 11, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. 
Verse 12, whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. So what it's saying is, if you're realizing that, that, um, that you're broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, you understand that. So then you come and you, uh, you ask God for forgiveness. You repent. It's called repentance. You repent. Repentance means turn away from. So that means you give yourself that you come to God with a sorrowful, contrite heart. You ask God to forgive you. You repent of all your sins. Then you put your trust in Christ alone. Then, and that's what, when you give yourself to Christ, then you become saved because God becomes that spiritual bridge that, because we're separated from God, so Jesus becomes that bridge. So now you can cross because of Christ. Christ will make you holy, not because of anything we've done, but what he did on the cross. Because he took our punishment, our sin penalties, he took on the cross because we're evil. We are depraved individuals. We are subject to do anything. But when you're in Christ, and that means from that day forward to start reading the Bible daily without fail and do what it says, um, you find a good Bible-believing teaching church to join so you can continue to learn and grow in your faith and to serve God at the same same time, you know, by by uh, doing His will and helping people and stuff. But in other words, is, is that Christ becomes your life from that point, from the time you give yourself to Christ through forgiveness, coming by faith, and then you stay in His Word every day. It's just, um, it's just the, it's your lifestyle. God, Christ becomes your life. And uh, um, you're ready to do whatever you need to do as uh, um, as God instructs us through his word, the Bible. Okay. Okay, let's go on to the, the last part. Uh, and this will be 1 John chapter 5, verses 13 to 21. And this section is called Con Concluding Affirmations. Starting at 13, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Verse 14, this is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Verse 15, and if we we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. I mean, I'm sorry, verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Verse 16. If you see any brother or sister commit to sin that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give them life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying that you should pray about that. Verse 17. All wrongdoing is sin and there is sin that does not lead to death. So basically... The sin that you can't be forgiven of, is, uh, the sin that you cannot be forgiven of, is rejecting Jesus Christ. When the Holy Spirit come comes and like you, you feel that um, you feel a conviction on your heart, you know, your heart and mind, and that's God drawing you in. But if you reject it or you don't want no part of God, then that's the sin that they can't be forgiven because. 
You reject him. Nothing, nothing more to do. Right? Okay. Verse 18. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps them safe. And the evil one cannot harm them. Verse 19. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Verse 20. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And are we in him who is true by being in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Verse 21. And this is the last verse here. Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. Okay? And next time we will we'll continue in the other books. So, what do you need to be... Why do you need to be saved? Well, because we've all... Well, the Bible says we've all come short of the glory of God. So that means that we have all sinned. No one has been able to keep the Ten Commandments. Now, once you come to Christ, you know, it's... Uh, oh, we strive to keep the commandments, but it's only... By giving yourself to Christ, that means asking for forgiveness of our sins, realizing that that we are depraved, we are evil. You know, I don't care what the world says; the world's lost. But according to God, we are depraved individuals. We are. Uh, 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 the Bible says in the book of uh, Jeremiah, it says the heart is, is desperately wicked. Who can know it? You know. So we're in sin. We lie. Um, we take things that's not ours even if we don't realize it because it doesn't mean anything to us. Um, have you ever looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, you already committed adultery in your heart. That's one of the commandments. Um, have you ever hated anyone? According to Jesus, if you hate anyone, then, then that means that you've committed murder in your heart already. And that's another one of the commandments. You see, we take it very lightly, but God is very serious because God, because that's his commands to us that we can't, you know, but we can't keep it because of our sins. So that's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to come. He walked, um, he was born of a virgin called Mary, right? And he was, he, and he, he was a child and everything. He, he grew up. And then when he was an adult, I think like 30, then for three and a half years, uh, he preached and he gave, uh, he, he taught the scripture and he fulfilled the Old Testament scriptures and he preached and he taught for three and a half years about the new covenant, which is through him, that now we can come through faith, through him, through faith by believing in Jesus. And we don't have to do, you know, like before they had to do sacrifices of animals and all that kind of stuff for the blood and all that. But we don't have to do that anymore. When Christ came, all that ended. So, now. So that's why you need Christ. That's why you need Jesus Christ. So it's like this. If you're listening right now and you're feeling that tug on your heart and your mind, that's God drawing you. He's drawing you. So don't reject Christ. So, so now the the disease is our sin, our law breaking. We've broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments.
and the curious coming with a sorrowful contrite heart knowing that you've sinned that you've broken God's moral laws the Ten Commandments so coming with a sorrowful contrite heart to Jesus and asking Jesus Christ asking God to forgive you of your sins and then to put your trust in Christ alone not by anything you can do or anything else. He's just coming by faith because you know there's nothing you can do. We can't earn our way to Christ. You can't earn our way to heaven to God. It doesn't work that way. So that's what we need to do. Let me give you some scripture. Um, Revelation chapter 22, 18 and 19. I want everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in the scroll. Verse 19, if anyone takes words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are des described in the scrolls. Let's talk about uh, the word of God. It's not to add or subtract, right? Just read it out. There's a lot of people who just want to, you know, put in there what they think instead of just reading it. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, NIV. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be trans transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 16, NIV. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Verse 25, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. Verse 26, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? That's how serious it is. I'll give you the last one here. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, NIV. Nevertheless, God's, God's solid foundation stands firm, steeled with this inscription, The Lord knows those who are His, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. We must turn away from wickedness. I'm going to give some salvation scriptures. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10, King James Version. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession may salvation. Uh, Romans chapter 13, King James Version. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, let me read that again. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, King James Version. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 17, King James Version. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So, you know what to do. So, remember, tomorrow's not promised. You can die as soon as you quit listening, or during this, you may die, or you could die tomorrow, the next day, or whatever. We don't know when our time's up. So, you better take this really serious, because if you die without Christ, then that means you go to wake, or you go to lift, uh, you go to lift your eyes up in hell, and you don't want that, man. That's serious business. Because the Bible describes hell as that you will be gnashing of your teeth. And I believe you can find that in uh, Luke chapter 16 where it talks about uh, Lazarus and the rich man. 
and it it literally describes what hell is. It means you be burning. You don't burn up because you have a spiritual body, but you can feel the the pain of fire on you and all this stuff and all this horrific stuff. You don't want to go there. Okay, let me give you some resources. Dr. Vodi, you can listen to Good Teaching, Dr. Vodi Bakum on YouTube, and you can look him up online. Uh, Living Waters of Great Comfort, livingwaters.com, and all these guys are on YouTube, and some are on Rumble. Uh, R.C. Sproul, Ligonier Ministries on YouTube. Fantastic teacher. Wall Builders with David Barton, wallbuilders.com. And he teaches a, a lot on American uh, Christian history and our founding fathers and all. Dr. Walter Martin, waltermartin.org. Fantastic teacher. Remember, you can find him on YouTube. Um... Dr. Greg Bunt, um, Apologia Studios with Pastor Jeff Durbin, ApologiaStudios.com, and you listen to his, the audio version, Apple Podcast. You can find him on YouTube, and also you can go, you can go to the website, ApologiaStudios.com. That's Apologia, A P O L O G I A, and Studios, S T U D I O S.com. And you can go in there and you can put on the search. In the search there, Dr. Greg Bonson or Bonson U, and he'll pull it up. Uh, he was a a great Bible instructor. Uh, he taught at a seminary, but he died, so the family uh, took all of his uh, saved recordings through the years and uh, um, gave it to Apologia Studios. And they have it on there where you can literally go on there, go on the, the search when you get to the website. You go on the search and put Dr. Greg Bonson or Boston U, and you can get a free seminary education. How great is that? That is so cool. Okay. If you want to correspond with me or with Bible Education Institute, um, the email is all lowercase Bible Education Institute at gmail.com. Our website is all lowercase Bible Education Institute dot webnode, W E B N O D E dot com. And if you need a Bible, can't afford one we'll be glad to send you one just uh, e email me and let me know and you can uh, you can get us uh, 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 seem like every time I look online Bible Education Institute has been picked up by a lot more podcast platforms so we're pretty much all over the place um but I'll give you the ones that I uh, know about offhand. And that, and so we're on uh, YouTube, Rumble, and also the audio platforms are heliumradio.com and just put Helium Radio Network on uh, the search engine and it'll pull it up. Uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa. Google Podbean, Internet Explorer, Podcast Addict, and many others. And here's some really good Bible teachers. A lot of them I've already named, but some I haven't. Uh, Dr. R.C. Sproul, Legionnaire Ministries. And that's uh, Legionnaire.org. You can go there and on YouTube. Dr. Vody Bakum, YouTube. Um, Dr. James White. You can watch him on YouTube and Apology Studios. Uh, Doug Wilson, Gary Damar, just put your names in in the YouTube and it'll pull them up or online. Uh, you can go to Pastor Joel Webin, 
with Wright Ministries, really good on YouTube. And also, of course, Pastor Jeff Durbin with Apologio Studios. And um, you and you can get some um, like used books. You can get new, but you can also get uh, used books, whatever you need, and Bibles too that are in like mint condition. And uh, you can go to uh, Abe Books. ABE Books, it's online, just put it on your search engine. Or Thrift Books, uh, of course, Amazon and other places. And here's another one that has uh, used books also, uh, Alibris. And it's spelled A-L-I-B-R-I-S. And also you can put in the search engine, um, TCT Network, and there's two programs that are really good. You go to the on-demand programs, and it's Faith and History with William Federer, fantastic historian um, for the Christian, uh, the Christian Church. It's and he covers you know a world Christian history and also American Christian history. He's really good, and if you want to know about the Old Testament, they have a program there that's pretty good. It's called Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lapin. And so this is just some resources to help you in your study. And remember, you also need to find a good Bible-believing teaching church so you can learn and grow. Okay, till next time, remember, read your Bible daily without fail and do what it says.